Hello, everyone. Welcome to Lifelong Podcast, Episode 76. My name is Heidi O'Brien, and I am your host. Lifelong Podcast is a show all about non-toxic living and longevity, and I'm on a mission to make that easy and accessible for all. Today, I am going to be diving into a very taboo subject, something that a lot of people are curious about, also afraid of, and it's the subject of coffee enemas. I feel like everyone in my close health and wellness circle right now are talking about coffee enemas. A lot of my friends in the space and colleagues and those in my non-toxic girlies group chat have been talking so much about coffee enemas with the question that I have just been receiving a lot of lately. And I am here for this being a trendy thing right now, at least in our niche world of non-toxic living and longevity and health and wellness and all the things. Basically, I noticed that there is a lot of buzz around coffee enemas, enemas right now. And I have talked to a lot of people in my circle that have found a lot of success and improvements from and after doing coffee enemas. And I have to say the same myself. I'll jump into that in just a second, but basically decided to do an episode today to talk about coffee enemas, to really dive into something so taboo of shoving coffee up your butt. Quite literally, it seems totally asinine. And I understand, like, it sounds totally crazy. And it's something that I was afraid of for so long myself. Um, But after doing tons of reading and digging into the research, I realized that coffee enemas could be a really important thing in my own healing journey. So I decided to try my first coffee enema. Early this year, I thought I would try it out. And quite honestly, I got it all set up. I got the organic coffee ready with distilled water, did all the things, and I laid down and I flushed the enema to get the air out and I went to insert the enema and I totally freaked out and gave up and wanted nothing to do with it, thought it was totally just ridiculous and dumped all the coffee out, cleaned it all up didn't look at the thing for two months and then two months went past and I decided that I wanted to give it a shot again. I talked to a close friend of mine who had always sworn by coffee enemas and said they were pivotal in her own healing and she had also suffered from mold illness and similar kind of symptoms that I had gone through. And I will say I am definitely recovered from mold illness, but I am human and health is a journey and health will always be a journey. And I am continuing every day to fine tune my health so that I can feel well. And I still do experience flares. I'm human. I have come so far, but I can't sugarcoat that I do sometimes still really struggle deeply. And so I have to turn to the tools that I have in my toolkit to try to help myself in those situations and also to prevent anything from 
happening or progressing into worse symptoms like I had once ex- once experienced when I was in college. So anyways, talked to this friend. I got the scoop. She really motivated me and I gave it a shot and it was successful. I was only able to hold it for about two minutes. We'll explain all, I will explain all of that in the body of the episode here shortly, but basically I was able to do it and I felt super good. And then I started doing them. I won't say regularly, but I've done them a handful of times this year. There's something I'm still getting accustomed to. The biggest thing for me is they are not convenient. They are loads of work, lots of prep work, just a big commitment out of your day. And it's better to do them first thing in the morning, which for me, my mornings are always my busiest. So there's something I personally want to be doing more because when I do them, I feel super good. And I want to talk about some of those benefits here and what even are coffee enemas. What are coffee enemas and what is the history of coffee enemas? So coffee enemas have actually been around for thousands of years, which might seem totally wild, but they have been around since ancient Egyptian time. And in fact, Hippocrates, known as the father of modern medicine, also strongly encouraged them. And they are even mentioned in the Dead Sea Scrolls as a way to purify the body and the soul. Coffee enemas also regained popularity during World War I. They were reportedly used for pain reduction during the war when meds were scarce. And the Bible of Medicine, as some might call it, aka the Merck Manual of Diagnosis and Therapy, even considered them as standard healthcare until the 1970s. So, literally, modern medicine, aka Merck, aka Big Pharma, was on board with coffee enemas until the 1970s. And I'm sure some shady business occurred. I'm not going to go into that. I don't know the deets. All I know is that they were dropped from the manuals. And there is a history of coffee enemas being very helpful for thousands and thousands of years, being a regular thing that people did for their well-being, healing, and prevention. So when I learned about that and learned that these were a ancient practice, it actually made me feel even more comfortable with the thought of trying something that seems a little taboo, a little scary. If you go online and you go to Google and you just Google coffee enemas, you're going to see a lot of fear-mongering. And there are definitely things that you could do wrong, just like with any supplement or pharmaceutical. There are There is a margin of error, but it's really rare that anything could happen. There were two reported deaths with coffee enemas. I believe one was related to an extreme burn and the other one was related to mineral imbalance. Needless to say, with tons of pharmaceuticals and even supplements, things can go wrong. So I wasn't afraid. Like there weren't a lot of deaths or adverse things reported, even though the news and the just Googling makes it seem like there are tons of scary, dangerous things that could happen to you. 
really, really rare and really not the case. The three most, most important things are to use distilled water, super, super clean water. Distilled is the best water. Organic toxin-free coffee free of mold and also to replenish with minerals. So if you're doing those three things, you're totally good. But coffee enemas are definitely not for everyone. And I'll dive into that in a second. But going back to the history of coffee enemas, they've been around for thousands upon thousands of years, used successfully. Even up until the 1970s, they were in the, the Bible of medicine, the Merck Manual of Diagnosis and Therapy. So how do coffee enemas work? Coffee enemas support liver function. They dilute bile, they dilate blood vessels, they reduce the inflammation of the intestines, and they enhance glutathione, thus facilitating the phase two liver detoxification pathway. So coffee enemas stimulate bile, and bile is what binds to toxins. So if we're able to stimulate the liver, gallbladder, to get bile moving out of the body, we're able to get more toxins out of the body. And the, it's the caffeine as a compound that stimulates those bile ducts. The other wonderful thing about coffee enemas is that they increase glutathione production by 600%. 600%. Glutathione is the master antioxidant, the antioxidant for the liver. It's something that a lot of people, even in the wellness space, are supplementing with on a daily basis. I have a glutathione supplement. The best thing you can do to increase your glutathione naturally is doing a coffee enema. So I love that these boost detoxification by producing, releasing bile, producing glutathione, and honestly just flushing out all of that waste, also hydrating yourself. It's such a wonderful tool in the toolkit to have. So you can see that coffee enemas don't have to be so scary. They're such an important resource and tool to dig into if you are ready. And again, we'll talk about who is a good candidate and who is not in just a moment. So stick around because we're talking poop here. We're talking coffee up the butt. This is exciting stuff, folks. So thanks again for being here and just bearing with me on this super kind of weird, awkward conversation about coffee enemas, but I'm here to make it normal. I'm here to just face my own fears and taboo of talking about something so odd head on. I wouldn't change it for the world. I love being able to share this information with you all, and I love just hosting the show and educating you about non-toxic living and longevity. So in summary, some of these benefits of coffee enemas are clearing out the bile ducts to remove toxins from the body, liver detoxification, improved gallbladder function, parasite cleansing, candida cleansing, mycotoxin cleansing, improved gut health, clearer skin, hydration, and reducing Herxheimer reactions, which are detox reactions. If you're doing other detoxification protocols, a lot of times, if you do a coffee enema, it helps kind of reduce that Herxheimer reaction. A lot of people just swear by coffee enemas to make them feel good. And I can relate. When I started doing coffee enemas, I will say my skin health is the biggest improvement I noticed. I also noticed improvement in my 
energy and just my well-being overall. And now I'm thinking about it. I really need to do a dang coffee enema. I need to make the time for them because they are such a good tool to go back to. But let's talk about mycotoxins and let's talk about mycotoxins and coffee enemas for just a second here. So a major issue with mold toxicity is that the mycotoxins continue to accumulate in the bile. These toxins then are reabsorbed into the body instead of being eliminated. So coffee enemas, because they stimulate bile flow, they get it through the colon and out of the body to help flush these toxins out. So it's super helpful for those dealing with mold illness or anyone who's had even a minimal exposure to mold to try coffee enemas. Because again, these toxins, they get lodged and they harbor like the candida, the mycotoxins, and the parasites. I haven't even done an episode on parasites yet, but I am sensing that that one is needing to come soon. Parasites are such a crucial thing to talk about when it comes to your overall health and well-being. That's a conversation for another day, though. But coffee enemas, they help just kind of dislodge all these this crap, literally, that is accumulated in the body. Not to mention, you could be pooping regularly one to three times a day and still have junk stuck, impacted in your colon. There were stories of of people that there was this one story in particular. I actually heard it on another podcast. This woman had ingested a Barbie shoe when she was a kid just like kids sometimes swallow things that they shouldn't. And at age 35, she was doing a colonic, which is different than a coffee enema. And a Barbie shoe from 30 years ago came through. It was impacted in her colon for 30 years. It's totally wild. So when thinking about that, think to yourself, what on earth could be impacted in my own colon? Even if I'm pooping regularly and doing all the things, we need to flush that stuff out. Even a water enema could be beneficial here for literally flushing the colon. But the thing about the coffee enemas is they go two steps further in increasing glutathione production and stimulating the liver to produce bile to get toxins out of the body. So I'm definitely an advocate for a regular distilled water enema. But for the biggest bang for your detox buck, the coffee enema, again with organic, mold-free, toxin-free coffee, is going to get you those two steps further to increasing that glutathione production, stimulating the liver to produce bile to get toxins out. So it's like a triple whammy. It's incredible. It's such a wonderful tool to have in the toolkit. And I'm really grateful that I do. So why do we even need to do coffee enemas, especially if we're pooping regularly? Like I just explained, there could be so much junk literally impacted in your colon for decades that you're unaware of that needs to get out. And when that's in your body, that's just leading to inflammation. It actually creates a cycle where if your liver is backed up, it's going to create problems for your gut. And if your gut flora is off, it's going to create more burden on the liver. So there is a lot of inflammation that occurs. Our world quite literally has never been this toxic 
And while we are gifted by God to have these wonderful detoxification organs like the liver, honestly, our bodies just need a little extra support in this day and age. So doing detoxification protocols like coffee enemas could not be more beneficial in 2023 when toxins are running rampant and stress is running high and people's bodies are totally out of whack. The other thing is that the standard American diet is hard to digest and break down. So basically it gets drugged through the small intestine. Sometimes it doesn't break down. Sometimes it causes a puffiness and irritation and then it makes the colon, makes it to the colon and gets compacted. The colon's main job is to absorb the nutrients in your food. So if it's not mush when it gets there, then it's compacted, creating blockage. So then this toxic waste is not leaving your body. It's sitting in your colon. So when you ever, whenever you have these toxins that are there, they're bumping up against cells, which result in autoimmune and down the road could even be linked with more serious things like cancer. So even if you're pooping daily, some of this junk can be compacted in you. So doing things like water enemas or coffee enemas can be so beneficial for your liver health, your gut health, your skin health, your overall health. What should we do before a coffee enema? What do you need for a coffee enema? And what does that process look like? So let's talk about what to do before. So most importantly, before you do a a coffee enema, you need to make sure that your drainage pathways are open. And this goes back to me alluding to that coffee enemas are definitely not for everyone. Your detox pathways, your drainage pathways are not open. You likely are not a good candidate for coffee enemas. So how do you know if your drainage pathways are open? Are you having one healthy bowel movement per day, at least one, ideally three? Are you sleeping through the night seven to nine hours optimally? Are you drinking enough water and are your cells absorbing fluid? Are you moving your body daily? And are you able to produce sweat through light exercise or a sauna? If you're not checking all of these boxes, you are not at a stage in your healing to be starting coffee enemas. Coffee enemas definitely are something that I would consider more advanced. Little reminder, I've been on this path, the holistic health path, for 11 years now, and I did my first coffee enema this year, like 10 plus years into my healing journey. So, coffee enemas definitely are not for everyone. Like I said, just making sure that you're having bowel movements, you're sleeping right, you're moving, you're hydrated, and you're sweating. And if you're doing all those things and perfect, you're a great candidate. You're ready to go, you're ready to kick it up a notch and detox some more. The next thing you want to do is to make sure that you are super hydrated day of going into it. I would recommend drinking loads of mineral water before or electrolytes. Coconut water is something that I love to have on hand when I am doing coffee enemas. I also like to drink coconut water um, after workouts, after the sauna, and after Epsom salt baths just to help replenish minerals as well. So after ensuring that your drainage pathways are open, that you're hydrated. The next thing to do is to take binders. You're going to want something to mop up the toxins, to be a sponge, to soak the things up. There are tons of different binders on the market. Personally, I use the GI Detox 
blend. It has charcoal in it, which is something that I love. And Cellcore binders are another fan favorite. But I don't like just throwing out supplement names blindly because supplements are so bio-individualized. The biggest thing here is to just take a binder, something that can help mop up those toxins. There are lots of fears around coffee enemas. I understand. I have been there. I still get a little wigged out by it. But since I know how effective they are and how good I feel after, it's totally, totally worth it. So the biggest thing, though, is to use distilled water, organic toxin-free coffee, and to be hydrated. If you're checking all of those boxes and that your detox pathways are, are open, you should be good to go. Again, use your own discretion, but that's kind of the Bible here is distilled water, organic toxin-free coffee, and hydration. Coffee enemas are not for everyone. If you're pregnant, breastfeeding, or if you have severe health issues, you're likely not a good candidate for them, as well as young children. If you're super toxic and you've never ever done any kind of liver support, you are absolutely 1000% not ready for coffee enemas. The next day, you will have probably a terrible Herx reaction migraine, sluggish, whatever negative symptoms you usually are prone to, those might creep out of the woodwork. Liver support is not something you want to just go full-fledged into if you've never done it before. It's something you want to ease into, again, ensuring that your detoxification pathways are already opened. Coffee enemas are a powerful healing and detox modality. It has the ability to stir up toxins and effectively remove them from the liver and the colon. So it's best to work with a practitioner, but again, you can be your own guru. I will say that the biggest thing, again, is making sure your detox pathways are open, that you're using distilled water, that you're hydrated, and you're using high quality organic coffee. You can check with your practitioner to learn what is best for you, or you can be your own guru and do your own research, kind of like I've been doing. After the coffee enema, though, I did say to hydrate, something that people like to do. Actually, the Gerson Institute, which is a big institute around coffee enemas, they recommend a ratio of one to three coffee enemas to drinking juice, so fresh pressed vegetable juice. Something I love is a pure green juice or a carrot juice. That's going to be super hydrating, filled with all those micronutrients to give your body the boost that it needs after detoxifying. Another thing you can do is to drink coconut water or you could supplement with electrolytes. I honestly recommend all of the above. I also noticed that bananas are really helpful for me as well. I do not like bananas personally. It's a funny thing about me. I don't like bananas. I don't like the taste. I don't like the texture. I'll mask it in a smoothie, sure. But if I have done a coffee enema, I am, you bet your bottom dollar, I'm eating a banana to get that potassium in. With doing coffee enemas, you might notice that your energy improves, your skin improves, your gut health improves, your autoimmune symptoms dissipate a bit, and overall, you might be feeling really well. But I just encourage you all to do your own experimenting with different different tools to see what works best for you. Coffee enemas have been something that I have loved having in my toolkit. It's something that I want to go back to. Also on full moons, 
Parasites are more active. And again, kind of parasites and coffee enemas do go hand in hand. We're not talking about parasites in this episode here, but I believe it was a full moon this week. So a lot of times people like to ramp them up around a full moon, maybe the three days leading up to the full moon. That leads me to the final point here is frequency. It's really up to you. You're going to sense a common theme here of bio-individuality. you got to find what works for your body. Some people love doing them once a week. Others monthly. Others just around those full moons because the parasites are more active then. And some people also like clustering them together very sporadically, maybe only once or twice a year, but doing a kind of a cluster all at once. You do what works for you. Personally, I have just been doing them when it feels right. I don't have any regimen here. I'd like to get more regular about them because of how healing they are. But I hope you all enjoyed this episode on coffee enemas. I told you we were going there in this episode today. I am not holding back. I don't have fear about talking about something so taboo. Coffee up the butt. Sure, let's chat about it because it's it's for your health, folks. And I love, love, love being here as your host for Lifelong Podcast. Please follow along on Instagram if you're not doing so already. Thanks, guys, at lifelong underscore pod. One more thing before you go. Are you subscribed to Lifelong Podcast? Have you left a rating and review? Are you following along on Instagram at lifelong underscore pod and at holistic with Heidi? If you're not doing so already, consider doing it to support our show and to help spread this message near and far. Thank you all, and we'll see you next week.